Hello and welcome to Cult Classic Society, the podcast where I, Bobby Davies, and my pal Tim Martini. Hello. Take a look at the media you love. The films, the TV, the games, the comic books, the books, whatever takes our fancy, we're going to look at it. This time round, we're looking at Shrinking, the amazing Apple TV show. But before we get on to that, how are you, Tim? I am very tired, Bobby. First off, I just turned 25. Yay. Uh, secondly, uh, still a baby. <laughs> secondly, I celebrated that by going to Rome over the past weekend. And it was fun. Honestly, probably one of the best weekends of my life. Rome is one of my favourite cities in the world. Did it in Jordan Saeed by going to a lot of bars. You don't want to follow him. He's a, <laughs> he's a wrong one. But the travel back was probably the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. So I'm going to tell you a quick tale. We get to the... So our flight was at 12.35. We get to the airport at 10.30, you know, two hours beforehand, like you're meant to do. Security check-in. Fine. Quickest thing ever. We then go to our gate at 11.40. We're standing there for a good 20 minutes, and the flight information's not appearing. And we're like, concern? Then a guy goes up to the clerk, asks her, what's going on? He then storms back and shouts, it's at a different gate now. We then had to run to the other side of the airport <laughs> to get to our gate. And it doesn't say to London, it says to Leeds. And the staff there are even more confused, going, why are you here? So then our staff comes down, explains the situation, they're like, oh, okay, goes away. We then sat, sat there for an hour <laughs> with no word on what's happening. Half an hour goes by, they finally start letting people on. They have to do it in rows of three because there's only one shuttle bus. We then get on the plane and the pilot goes, by the way, the people who's just arrived, their luggage is still on here. We haven't loaded yours on yet. Me and my friends were like, that's fine. We have cabin bags. Nice, we're good. Yeah. So then another hour happens. Luggage gets loaded on, then back on. It is now 3.35. We finally take off. Except 10 minutes into this flight, we turn around and the pilot goes, yeah, we're landing again because we, there's something wrong with the aircraft that, and we now need to inspect it. And we go, fuck's sake. Presumably all this while hungover. No, no, no. We didn't drink on a Sunday night before. We were, we were smart boys. We were like, <laughs> we're not going to do this because we had to wake up really early. But we land. While this happened, there's a woman behind us starting to cry and hyperventilate. And we're going, oh, no. Oh no. This is going to slow everything down. Yeah, slows everything down. Engineers come on board. She goes to the front to get to get fresh air. Which is fine. An hour later, an ambulance pulls up. Jesus Christ. And we're hearing rumours of someone's passed out on the front. And we're thinking, oh, it's that lady. We then see whoever gets taken out. It's someone else having a full-on seizure. Right. So... That happens. Lady who, who was hyperventilating comes back. She's good. Two hours later, they finally go, yeah, there's nothing wrong with the aircraft, so we're refilling. This takes another hour. At 7.30... Fuck's sake. We finally take off. And we get back to, to London Stansted at 8.30 UK time. This was last night, night of recording. Yeah. Yeah. Two hours later, I finally get back to my flat. So at 10.30. <laughs> yeah, we left our flat at 8.30 Rome time. Get back to my flat at 10.30 UK time. So I'm very tired. <laughs> but I have one plea to you all, everybody. 
I just released a new song last Friday called Seven in the Dark. Yes, it is a cover of the Iceland Kill song, which if, if you all recall, I said was one of my favourite songs. It's now on Spotify. We've put a link in the description on here. Please listen to it because I'm really proud of what we did with it. Tim, yeah. if this gets out, Crazy Clowns Airlines will be a laughing stock. <laughs> we wanted to take the Spruce Bruce, but they wouldn't let us hop in. <laughs> uh, Simpsons references. My uh, go-to. <laughs> uh, it got us through some trying times. Well, that's a, that's a horrendous story. Uh, I think I need therapy. Yeah. And this is very apt, this episode. <laughs> yes, yeah, quite. So, uh, yeah, as Tim said, there'll be a, a link in the description for his new jam. I'm sure it'll be as depressing as the last one. It's more. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to get on. We're going to talk about Shrinking, the Apple-produced Apple exclusive, starring uh, Jason Segel, Harrison Ford, Krista Miller, loads of cool people. But he's produced by Brett Goldstein, who any fans of Ted Lasso will know as Roy Kemp. Before we start, had you heard anything about Shrinking? Watch any ads? Watch any spots? So, I haven't seen any spots for it, but TikTok kept recommending it to me, actually. Oh, yeah. In the sense of, like, a lot of these movie and TV influencers would go, this is the show you need to watch now, because it's incredible. Mainly because it knows I'm a big fan of Jason Siegel. <laughs> yes, he is awesome. I love him. Forgetting Sarah Marshall... He's a highlight in what ended up being a very low-ending series of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> we don't talk about the finale. No, we don't talk about the whole last series, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Segel, brilliant. Obviously, even going as far back as Freaks and Geeks and Undeclared. Yes. He's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Which is stuff we're going to cover at some point, because I'm determined to cover those, because they're <laughs> awesome. As well as Brett Goldstein, this is also created by Bill Lawrence, yes. who created Scrubs, which hasn't aged well, but he's still a classic. <laughs> Uh, I, don't, I don't think any of the shows from the 2000s has aged well. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's probably aged better than some stuff, yeah. but there's definitely a handful of things I remember just off the top of my head that make me cringe. <laughs> really? Well, Todd, for one. Todd, the references, the, the nicknames that JT and Turk give each other. Uh, oh, I don't what, know. chocolate bear? Yeah, and <laughs> the whole... One where Turk doesn't know Carla's race or where she's from. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole lot in there. I'm sure like, over like the seven main series, I'm sure it's generally fine. I know, but there's a handful I know of things. You say that... seven. We don't. Do we not count med school? Uh, that's why I said main series. <laughs> well, med school ended up being the final season. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't count. Does it? <laughs> it doesn't count. Right. Another link to Scrubs. Liz. One of the main characters in Shrinking, played by Krista Miller. Yes, that's Bill Lawrence's wife. Wife, and also she was in Scrubs. Yes, in Scrubs. Jordan. Jordan, exactly. There was my first note. <laughs> <laughs> so episode one, coin flip, starts with Liz waking up middle of the night, tries to get her husband to go check on the noise that's going on outside, but he refuses, pretends he's asleep. Yeah, he's just lazy, isn't he? Yeah, his name's Derek and he's a bit of a dick. <laughs> I'm going to say like there are moments in this in these three episodes, I actually was siding with Derek. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I, I get, I get why he's like that, especially considering how Liz is like. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm going to turn into Derek. I'm aware of it, but <laughs> he's, he's a dick, but in a way that's quite like I just don't want to deal with anyone else's bollocks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Liz heads over to the neighbors, and Liz starts shouting at uh, a guy, Jason Segel, who is partying with some ladies, has very loud music on. Find out that his name is Jimmy. Yes. Liz asks if these two ladies are ladies of the night. <laughs> <laughs> In the way, she says, did you pay the money? Not yet. 
Jimmy seems generally sorry. He's, he's yeah. loud music. He's got the girls. And Liz asks, you know, Jimmy, can keep it down? Stop all this stuff. Uh, and Jimmy says, yeah, okay, cool. And he tells the girls that it's over. Fight on, and he goes indoors. Liz seems annoyed, but she, she fucks off. Yeah. Uh, later that morning, because it is the middle of the night now, yes. so it is in the morning, we see Jimmy get sprayed by his own sprinklers before going in. And his daughter, Alice, aware of clearly what's been happening, yes. just gives him painkillers and water and his breakfast, and then just leaves for to go to school. Barely so saying anything. A fractured relationship. Yes, already we're getting the uh, the hints of the fractured relationship. Yes. <laughs> On his way to work, Jimmy runs out of petrol. Yes. Well, as he's about to leave for work, so he runs out of petrol, and he gets out a small child's bike. Yes, clearly his daughter's. <laughs> for not even her, his daughter's now though, because she's yeah. you know in her towards the end of high school, she's almost fully grown, <laughs> and <laughs> as he's struggling. Uh, by someone shouts at him, and his response is, "Suck my dick." <laughs> and we're already getting kind of a feel of Jimmy. Yeah, he's a wreck. Uh, and Jason Segel plays it so well. Oh, so well, so perfectly. Uh, he arrives at a therapy office, and we think he's the patient. Nope, he is the therapist. Jimmy, this drunk partier, he is he is the therapist. Yes, <laughs> he try- <laughs> he tries to wake himself up by. Soaking himself under the tap. Yeah, in ice water. <laughs> well, cold water, yeah. Which is when we meet Gabby, who is one of my favourite characters. I fucking oh, so love lovely. Gabby. Jimmy spends the day struggling through like multiple patients who all have different problems. Yeah. Like mothers, partners, their dating life, compulsion, the compulsion one. She gets crazier as oh, the show yeah. goes on. I uh, can imagine so. Then we kind of get a good kind of bit of time with patient called Grace. Yes, who is Heidi from SNL. She was like a big regular at the time. Oh, was she? Yeah. What, she... When this came out, you mean? No, she had just left, actually. She ran oh, okay. from like, she did like the late uh, 2010s. Okay, she's not a huge character in this, but she kind of... She's recurring, but... Yeah, she kind of is emblematic of the ups and downs that Jimmy goes through as yes. well. Her husband's clearly an abusive piece of shit. Not physically, yes. but mentally. Yes. Gaslighting. Piece of shit. And Jimmy, halfway through the session, just fucking snaps. I know. Does something that a therapist isn't supposed to do. Just be like, leave him. Just fucking leave him. <laughs> he's a fugly man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when he's searching for the word fugly, that yeah. is very funny. And another thing a therapist isn't supposed to do, give her an ultimatum. Yes. Leave your husband or I'm done being your therapist. Oh, it's just like, almost like, no, you never do that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, we're kind of seeing, like, again, seeing Jimmy... We, we're still not at this point being told what he's going through, but he is clearly not in a good place. Yeah. And he, he kind of throws advice that should be thrown at them, but like from a professional and medical standpoint is not advisable. Yes, because as someone who has been in therapy, I can tell you that I've had a therapist who gave me like, advice and always followed it up with, I have to ask you if you are going to make this decision yourself. It was time to do a whole old job. If you make this decision, it's on you kind of thing. Yeah. Because they can't be legally held to that. Yeah, exactly. They <laughs> so, can't tell you to do things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He basically, are you making, come this decision yourself? Like Essentially, they, they, they're they there to help you find your own way to that. Yes, exactly. Probably the correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they know the answer, but you, you have to come to it because if they say something that's wrong, they could be in hot mess. They can be indeed. 
we cut back to the staff room and Gabby is filling up what it looks to be about a 12 litre water bottle yes. with water and, he, and Har- uh, we meet Paul who is a top character yes. Paul played by Harrison Ford who is a grumpy old therapist yes <laughs> uh, he's just scowling at Gabby for filling up the water bottle <laughs> and she says she drinks so much water that her skin is DAF <laughs> dewy as fuck I was going to say scowler. I think that's just Harrison Ford's just natural look these days. He's got resting scowling face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go look back at young Harrison Ford when he's playing Indy, when he's playing Han Solo. He kind of has a scowly face even in his yeah. youth. And it's just, I think it's just exacerbated by being old. I was going to say, probably more for Han Solo. With, with Indy, there's always a smile on his face. Yeah. Uh, there's always, I think both of those characters have a bit of a cheeky chap side to them. Yeah. And so does Paul, actually, I think. Yeah. He, of all the characters, I think, has that has kind of realistic banter. He's one of them. He's very yeah. good. I like Paul. It's a really good line here. Gary asks Paul, do you know what percentage of you is water? And Paul says, I know what percentage of me doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a, a top response. Jimmy comes in and he go, kind of goes like, do you ever like want to just like shake your patients? Because they like, you, they know, do, we know the answer, but they don't know it. So like, you just want to shake them. Yeah, that's where Paul uh, says that Jimmy's got something called compassion fatigue. Yes. Where you burn out on being a therapist. Which must be a thing, right? Cause... Yeah, surely. I know I know a couple of paramedics, and they get it as well. Yeah. They burn out from not just compassion fatigue, but presumably they see some horrible things. Yeah. I, don't, I know two paramedics, and both of them have twice taken breaks from it and gone back to it. Yeah. For like six to, months to a year. I mean, yeah, you're probably like seeing so much shit that... Yeah. yeah. It probably does break you for a bit. So I assume it's in the same vein, uh, yeah. Like mental. Well, I, rather I don't know than therapists scoring. themselves should ha- have therapists because obviously they need to decompress it. <laughs> I'm sure they most of them do. Jimmy gets himself out of the conversation by saying they've run out of time, like a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't this when he also gets dubbed? Like they say, the um, we're not psychological vigilantes. Yes, which is what he wants to be. Yeah, it's like, it, sounds, it just sounds so cool. Yeah, and uh, not to spoil too much, that's kind of what Jimmy becomes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimmy's trying to go home so he can go drink, was it whiskey from a, a Santa mug? Yeah. <laughs> but Gabby says, no, I need you to cover one of my therapists. And this is where we find out that he's never watched Home Alone and he's managed to go home and watch it in the bar. Yes. But he, uh, Gabby convince, convinces Jimmy that she owe, he owes her. Yeah. And he's like, fine, I'll take this customer. And it turns out to be Sean who is a vet and is very angry all the time. Yes. Because he it's like, it's mandatory therapy because he danger like brutally assaulted someone like near death. Yeah, so he he snapped due to his yeah. PTSD or anger and you know yeah. there's multiple reasons why uh, a military vet would be angry. Yes. But he snapped and beat someone up for I think it was for bumping into him. Yeah, says. that was yeah. it. Just something so simple. Jimmy kind of fucks the situation. Oh, yeah, well, he yawns. Yeah, by not being as empathetic as he should be, showing that he's tired. And Sean says, fuck this, I'm leaving. (laughs) And then he's like, well, actually, doesn't he ask Jimmy if he can leave? He's like, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. Because it's court-mandated, Jimmy has to sign off on it. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is where we get a flashback, and Jimmy looks happy. Yes. And he comes in, and we meet his wife, Tia. Yes. As she's watching UFC. Why not a real sport like wrestling? I know, this fake shit. <laughs> uh, she says, it's gross, but it relaxes her. Yeah. And then they have a little play fight, and it's all lovely, lovely. And then Jimmy snaps out of it, and he's in his hallway looking miserable again. And Liz, the next-door neighbor, is bringing his daughter back, Alice. Goes to spy on them. Yes. And he gets caught 
fucking instantly. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the bushes outside Liz's house, and they're just like, Liz spots him straight away. He's like, do you want dinner? Yeah. <laughs> and she actually gives him a plate. Yeah. And then he goes to stand, he's still standing in the bush and goes to eat it. Yeah. And then he's like, she's like, no, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and he's oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Liz is obviously, this is, we're starting to see a pattern here now. Liz obviously takes care of Alice a lot. Yeah. And she knows stuff that Jimmy doesn't about Alice. So, like, yeah. apparently she's playing football. I refuse to say the S word. <laughs> and it's killing him. <laughs> Liz asks Jimmy if this is how it's going to be forever. And he says he doesn't know. Yeah. But she gives him some dinner, tells him to pack up his idea. And as he turns around to leave, Derek walks in and he says, Hey, Jimmy, I thought I was done raising kids, so thanks for that. <laughs> he just goes, You're welcome, but just keeps walking. No, and, and Jimmy says, Your dinner's really good. <laughs> so we actually get a flash of the morning, and Jimmy's a bit compass momentum. He's making an omelette for Alice. He's, yeah. to, he's learned some, showing some signs already. Yeah. Whilst he's on the phone to Paul, he's being grumpy, obviously, and calls him a dipshit and then just hangs up on him. Which yeah. Which is lovely, lovely characterization moment. Alice rejects the omelette yeah she skips out leaves eats on eats on the move and we go back to sean in yeah, the office he came back yeah so you know he didn't just give up yet jimmy's like you know what, i reassure you i'm good at this i'm good at this and as soon as he does that his phone goes off yeah <laughs> but it's a good it's a good one he's it's grace and she says she's left her husband yeah here's a brainwave yeah he says, let me find you someone to beat up. But let before me... that, there's a really good line. <laughs> Jimmy's like, I helped the shit out of her. And she was like, what the fuck are you telling me? For? Yeah. <laughs> Still very angry. And then, like you said. Let's find you someone to beat up. So he takes him to an MMA training school. Which, weirdly, I don't know what therapists are allowed to recommend, obviously. They could recommend exercise. Yeah. Could they recommend martial arts for someone who has anger problems? Yeah, that just sounds dangerous it does doesn't it and it does sound dangerous until sean gets in the ring. don't get me wrong sean's obviously going to have training as a military vet yeah but he's not going to have full-on combat exactly. like hand-to-hand combat training and he gets the shit beaten out of him in a sparring contest yeah. <laughs> but jimmy still thinks this will work he's like yeah, yeah no, no no this is gonna work just give it time give it time <laughs> and this is one of my favorite lines in the first episode he said so this is gonna work or it'll make your blood loss stronger and you'll become twice as dangerous. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but it's, uh, that line is delivered in only a way that Jason Siegel could deliver it. Yeah, quite understated. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even... You know when you're with your friends and you, like, punctuate a joke? Yeah. He doesn't even deliver it like that. He almost He's almost offhand. Yeah. It's almost as if it's, like, a small fact about something else. Exactly. But yeah, it's a very good delivery. I really like the way he does it. A car pulls up across the road and... Jimmy runs. <laughs> it's like, why are we running? He's, he used to be my best friend. And she says, you're fucked up, you know that. <laughs> and then Jimmy's like, no more than you. And he's like, yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jimmy tells Gabby about Sean's new therapy. Her line is incredible. Go on. You force a young black man to fight a bunch of people in this cultural atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's spot on, the, spot on the mark, to be fair. Yeah. Paul, this is where, as an audience, we find out Paul's got Parkinson's. Yes. And Gabby thinks one of the solutions to helping him is to give him his own version of her water bowl. Bit smaller, yeah. but still a fairly big water bowl. Then Jimmy delivers a really lovely line about Gabby's thoughtful gift, which is, that's very sweet, but also intrusive, which I guess is your trademark. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby obviously says, it's unethical what he's doing with Sean, but she reckons it will help Jimmy 
get his spark back yeah. as a therapist by doing by being a bit outside the box. We get another sparring montage of Sean. He gets his ass kicked by a lady. Yeah. <laughs> We're back with Alice and Liz, who are still hanging out. She And Alice is still kind of refusing to spend much time with Jimmy. She clearly, by the looks of it, she goes home to go to bed. Yeah. And that is it. Pretty much, um, yeah. It's a house, not a home. Yeah, it's it's a bed. It's a bed with a roof. Jimmy finally gets to watch Home Alone in the bath. Yeah. And um, there's a reference that the hands on the cheeks, which Gabby does earlier, is like, oh, you won't get that yet. And he's like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Jimmy comes to work and Paul's hiding in his office and he confronts Jimmy about the MMA therapy. Yeah. So Jimmy's honest. So uh, we get kind of get here from here. Like Paul's kind of, he's, he's the name on the door. Yeah. Paul is the boss. They're all therapists, but it feels like Paul hires the premises, Yeah, has his name above the door. You know, he's if not a boss, he's the senior one. Yeah. He also, uh, Jimmy Nell's like, well, okay, yeah, Sean's doing MMA, and I got Grace to leave her husband. And Jimmy asks Paul to trust him with what he's doing. And Paul's yeah. like, I don't trust you. <laughs> no, no, thing no. Is, um, Paul tells him to sit down. He's like, if I sit down, I feel like, like I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Segal does a really good impression of uh, Harrison yes, Ford here as well. It's very good. Jimmy opens up about kind of the shit he's been going through lately with Alice and having some introspection and finally yeah. starting to feel like he's coming out the other side with his grief. And we find out that Tia passed away. Yeah. We still don't know how yet, I don't believe. No. We don't find out at this point. But they have a moment of shared silent introspection but Jimmy starts talking and Paul has to tell him to shut the fuck yeah. up <laughs> Jimmy and Sean head back to the MMA gym and Sean says the fact that Jimmy's doing this means Jimmy definitely can't be happy so Sean Jimmy sorry tells Sean about Tia and how yeah. she died which was uh, in a car crash Yes, and it was after they'd had uh, an argument Yeah. so their last words were not nice to each other Sean says, are you supposed to tell me this? And he's like, definitely not. Definitely not. (laughs) Definitely not. The next morning, though, Jimmy seems a lot happier, but still struggling to connect with his daughter. Yeah. And we get quite a nice bit of acting and quite a nice bit of kind of reasoning for Alice's hate of him. We can kind of extrapolate from the data so far. He's been partying, da-da-da. He's been distant. And obviously she lost her mum, too. Yeah. And she says... You've been walking around acting like it only happened to you, but it happened to us. Yeah. It happened to me. And she doesn't forgive him and just like leaves again. And he yeah. like, looks dejected, as you would. For a therapist, he's a bit dumb. Because like, he feels like he's been trying for two days. Yeah. That she should forgive him. Exactly. <laughs> but that's that's not how that's going to happen. Like a year of like neglect and two days of work means I win. I win. I'm coming back. Sean, on his own, he's going down the street. And a dude bumps him. Yeah. Oh man. Oh no. And then the guy's reaction also is also being a bit of a dick, like going like, yeah. "Watch where you're going." And we know what Sean Sean's um, instincts are by this point. Yes. The last guy he bumped in nearly ended up dead. Yeah. And we cut to him sat on the side uh, on the sidewalk, and Jimmy he calls he's clearly called Jimmy. Yeah. And Jimmy comes panicked and he's like, "Why'd you call me?" He's like, "Cause I didn't beat him up." <laughs> Yay! Yeah. He didn't beat him up. He walks away. Uh, and he just called Jimmy to have a little chat about that because he feels annoyed at himself that he didn't do it. He thinks yeah. he should have. But Jimmy's like, no, you're you're actually making progress. Yeah, that because that's the point. You don't want to beat someone up. <laughs> Even if he is an arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think Sean should have just 
not not beat the shit out of him, but just one nice swift punch. Yeah. Just one. Just one. Just one quick jab to the face. He deserved the one, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. After a bit of sharing, Jimmy shares that Alice has a football game. And she was like, fuck this, we should go. Yeah. So they're both going to go to the football game, and they get stuck in traffic instantly. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jimmy. Is it set in that? Oh, no. It's in Pasadena, isn't it? Pasadena, California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jimmy, in his little uh, Jeep. Yeah. Pulls over onto the sidewalk, and Sean says, "Are you gonna leave it here? It'll get towed." And Jimmy says, "I'm a white guy in Pasadena. The cops will probably just take it back to my yeah. house." <laughs> and Sean's like, "That must be nice." Yeah. <laughs> it was the most accurate line. Yeah, yeah. Oh bless! Oh, it's so on the nose. So they they decide to run. And Sean obviously outruns Jimmy, but first Jimmy's like, try to keep up, Sean. And Sean, yeah. obviously being a former military guy, just bolts past him. Outpaces him. Sean, like, flies over a fence, and Jimmy, like, heaves his way over. I'm confused about the geography, because they climb over a fence, and all of a sudden they look up, and there's, like, a massive hill. Is that a football game on top of this hill? What's going on? The high school could be on top of a hill. <laughs> Have you been to California, Tim? No. It's very fucking hilly. That was like the most unrealistic thing. I was like, wait, I've never been to America, so... Yeah, I mean, California in particular is hilly as fuck. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a fucking... He's in San Francisco. It's basically just hills. Oh, shit. Then he's climbing a hill and Sean... Starts motivating Jimmy. Like, motivating Jimmy like a personal trainer. Like a therapist. He's like, you can do it, come on. And he ends up carrying him up there. Yeah. (laughs) Jimmy gets there just as they blow the whistle and he starts to cheer and Alice actually seems... Happy. Happy. Alice does score, and I want to say this, the defence is shit. Yeah. They kind of just stand there and let her shoot. Bad defending. I, I just have a theory that they might not be professional football players. Um, just a small theory. There's also the, yeah, but surely you would attempt. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying if you put in a tackle it's going to be spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Just try. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like these are actors who probably never actually played football. My theory was... That they're, you know, for the TV show, she's supposed to score a goal, yeah. so no one get in her way. <laughs> it's rigged. <laughs> and just after Alice scores, some dickhead storms across the field. It turns out to be Grace's husband. It is Grace's husband. Turns out he's paying for the therapy, and he's like, I don't pay for the therapy for you to tell her to leave me. <laughs> His attack was like, what do I pay you for? And then this beats the shit out of him. Starts punching Jimmy, and who steps in? Sean. Oh, yeah. But then he snaps. So the guy punches Sean twice, and Sean beats the living fuck out yeah. of him. Deservedly so. Oh, deservedly, yeah. Jimmy tries to shop it, but uh, Sean gets the old uh, ground and pound. Yeah. Mounts him, beats the shit out of him. Kind of get a hard cut, and Sean gets uh, arrested. Yes. While the husband gets taken away in the ambulance covered in blood. Yeah. You know, still alive, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then we get a weird moment that I don't quite think adds up. Although... Alice is kind of pleased and kind of annoyed. Well, yeah, because like, y- like, you oh, made we... the effort, but you also ruined it. Yeah, and we get a really kind of a sweet moment. I think anyone who, you know, has been with someone for a long time could probably understand, especially if you've got a kid who looks like your partner. Yeah. He says he struggles so much around Alice because like, she looks like her mum. Yeah. Which, wow, yeah. Yeah. That's a hard hit. And very good casting. <laughs> yeah. But also, do you tell your child that's like, yeah, I haven't spoken to you properly for a year. I think when you're that vulnerable on both sides, honesty is yeah. probably the best policy. True. Uh, she's clearly coping as an adult herself. Yeah. Probably just be honest with her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I don't have kids. <laughs> what do you think of the first episode? 
really like it. Yeah. I, I merely watched the second episode. It's like, just, I didn't even hesitate. It's so good, isn't it? It's... I think we get such, only one main character we don't meet, um, who, you know, we will meet, I think, in the next episode. Well, we technically do meet him from a distance, but we also run away from him. Don't even hear him speak yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We run we away see. from him, that's we why. Run, we run hard. <laughs> but we've got some really good characters. So we've, we've already, in a 145-minute episode, we've got the character development of Jimmy. Yes. Lost his wife, struggled for a year. We get Alice, who seems to have coped better with her mum passing than her dad has, yeah. but still thinks her dad's an arsehole and still struggling. Liz, who is a busybody. Yeah. Derek, who is a bit nonchalant about pretty much everything. Yeah. Gabby, who's intrusive. Yes. Paul, who's a grumpy bastard. <laughs> there's, I think, there's quite a lot of characters, but every single one of them is separate and well-defined. Yeah. And all of them serve a purpose. And I think if you were to go watch all ten episodes, eight or ten? Ten, ten yeah. You would... Every cast, I think you'd feel for like kind of fall for every character in a different respect. Yeah, yeah. No, ab- absolutely. I feel like every every character is so well defined, which mm. is what you need, especially if you're writing a big ensemble cast. You don't want a character to blend into the background. They go, oh, who was that again? Like, yeah, they all have their place. Yeah. They all have characteristics. They don't overlap. Yeah, exactly. I think it's very good. You run the risk of that in a big cast, like having character overlap, and it's like, well, yeah. why have you got two characters then? Just have one. Exactly. And that doesn't happen here. So we jump to episode two Fortress of Solitude. Superman. Superman, yes. <laughs> I, thought, I, I know you're a big old nerd, I knew you'd get the reference. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't say Batman, right? <laughs> Jimmy has a flashback to Tia again, but like Alice kind of replaces her in some yeah. of the, the imagery. I think that's obviously started to show his like guilt because he's focusing so much on his lost wife and yeah. his pain that he's forgetting Alice. Bam, jump back in. Yes. Film shooting head on. It's because he's showing that he's, Alice is finally kind of taking place in his thoughts, yeah, exactly. in his brain. She's become priority again. Jimmy does an impression of Dracula to Alice and she has no idea what the fuck he's exactly. doing. It was a good Dracula impression though. Yeah, it was good. It was good, but... <laughs> She's young and not clear, clearly not a pop culture nerd. Exactly. Not like us, Tim. Jim, uh, Tim, Jim, Tim, Tim. Yeah. Not like us, Tim. <laughs> he tells Alice that he's going to bail Sean out. She seems upset by this, but it's okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> he says he's going to go meet her guidance counsellor uh, after, after bail Sean out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we go past Liz, who is listening to Tommaso Ciampa's theme. <laughs> <laughs> Psycho Killer. Yeah. Great song. It's Taco Night, isn't it? It's Taco Night, but <laughs> when Liz, so Liz drops Alice off at school, but he makes she makes Alice say something just before she gets out of the car. Not everyone is a fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> well, I disagree. Everyone is a fucking idiot. Yeah, we have our moments. Jimmy tells Paul about the problems with Alice and says, "Oh, she basically told me to go fuck myself." No, no, uh, she not really. She's she's actually opening up a little. Yeah. yeah. But obviously he's very sensitive. Exactly. And I suppose you would be. <laughs> so uh, on his way to go get Sean out, he, he, uh, Jimmy lies to Paul, saying he's going to go get donuts. Yeah. Because he's outside the police station and hears loads of police sirens and he's like, oh yeah, I'm getting donuts. And they go, oh no, they robbed the donut store. Ah, oh, today's not donut day. <laughs> as well as Sean getting out, that's when Grace's husband gets let out. Yeah. So he got arrested as well, rightfully so. Uh, even with his bust up face. Yeah. Um, well, because there's like so many witnesses that saw he that. He started it, yeah. yeah. 
Sean asked Jimmy, he's like, do you know a lawyer? Because he's definitely coming after me. Yeah. He does know a lawyer, but he's been hiding from him for a year. Yeah. Who does he call? Brian. His best buddy, Brian. I've written here, Brian is an awesome character. Yeah. I, I love, love Brian. I love him. Jimmy tells Gabby about the Sean situation. And uh, they need to get caught by talking about it by Paul. But uh, yeah. as he turns around, he sees Sean, uh, Jimmy's black eye. Oh, but he doesn't really follow up, does he? No, no. So he's like, he's like, you got a black eye. He's like, yep. He's like, oh, cool. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. very much Paul. It's very much Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. This is the really funny bit where they talk about how antisocial Paul is. It's like, I'm not antisocial. I just don't have anyone in my home. Yeah. That doesn't make me antisocial. It's like, yes. Yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> Says this is Fortress of Solitude. Solitude. Yes. What's that? Uh, Paul says he's never met his daughter. No, he's met his own daughter. They've never met his daughter. Oh, so yeah. So Jimmy and Gabby have never met Paul's daughter. No. Yes. He, yeah, he's met his daughter. I, mis- I miswrote my notes. Jimmy has a virtual... Call of Grace. Virtual Call of Grace. And she says she's at her sister's in Canada. Yeah. But also, he's hiding half his face. Yes, to, to show that <laughs> off camera, to not show Grace his big black eye yeah. that he's taken. Um, and like she, she's noticing it and she's trying to move the camera like oh no I think it's a connection so, oh we've got to end the call here now bye, bye. <laughs> yeah and then he has a, a sit down meeting with uh, Dan who is a character I, I feel like is relatable to me he is the one who thinks everyone is just out to ruin his day like every step is like the fucking barista wants to small talk with me oh he's just a dick uh, <laughs> like oh, I'm sorry How, like a barista doesn't have to like ask you how your day is like they don't want to do it i feel like he's an exaggeration of what some people feel like though so yeah. you know when you have you ever got off a bit of public say you're on your way to work you get the tube to work right yeah have you ever got off the tube and got i need breakfast and then the thing you want right you've got to the place and there's a fucking queue and you're meant to be in work in like eight minutes yeah and you're like, there's like nine people in this queue and you you look at all those people and go these fucking so yeah pricks. no i'm like that but like i think if someone's like Again, with like a barista or whatever, if they're serving me, I'm still going to be nice then because it's them. Oh, yeah, no. They're giving me the thing I want, so I've got to be nice to them. Don't get me wrong. In customer service, I agree. Like I, yeah. I've i worked customer service for a long time, and I will always be pe- polite to people working in customer service. I think what this character is, is he's an exaggeration of what a lot of people are really like. I think oh, yeah. he's... To, to get to the point of his characterization, I think they've dialed it up. Yeah. So, like... Don't get me wrong, if someone in a shop tries to small talk to me, I'll be polite, but I do think of it as an inconvenience. Like, <laughs> I'm not here to be your pal. I'll be polite. In fact, I'll probably be I'll probably be more friendly than I normally would to give it to them back, because I know how hard yeah. it can be. But the second I leave, I was like, that was a waste of three minutes of my life. I think it's my, my anxiety goes, ah, they're talking to me. <laughs> Jimmy, to, <laughs> so Jimmy's solution is to take Dan to the coffee shop yeah. and introduce him to the barista and they find out the barista's name is Stan he's yeah. like your name's Rhyme he's like I'm gonna fucking kill, kill you yeah <laughs> and then that's when he realises oh he needs to go to the ga- the counselor counsel session yes uh, not before Dan and Stan start bonding over the, their hate of oat milk yeah Jimmy just makes it to the council uh, counsellor session and he's like oh do I know you he's like yep yeah, I helped you when you got beat up <laughs> yeah. uh, there's an awkward moment where Jimmy tries to talk but Liz keeps taking over yes and they uh, they insult the English teacher, who happens to be the guidance counselor's husband, <laughs> which is a very nice moment. Yeah, Liz keeps talking over Jimmy, and then he just stares at her, and she can't help herself, and she just leaves. She's well, he's like, she's like, shall I leave? And he's like, please. Yeah. Jimmy and the guidance counselor start talking before Jimmy realizes he doesn't know what's going on, and Gabby and 
Liz has to come back. Yeah. Though they do spark, uh, throw some stuff in here. They throw in some uh, corporate bullshit talk, like circle back, and it makes me want to be sick. <laughs> so Liz comes back, and she knows the stuff that Jimmy doesn't. Yeah. Uh, although he does know some stuff, because obviously before Tia died, they went to visit some colleges and yes. stuff. So he's got some, some stuff in his back pocket. He's not yeah. completely useless. But the person who's not um, Alice's parent knows more. Yeah. Yeah. She is a busybody. But has probably been more than a bit helpful. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy tells Paul and Gabby about the session. <laughs> Gabby's got a really great line. Someone needs to tell this white lady to back up. Yeah. <laughs> and Jimmy says, I'm also white. And Paul says, you're so white. Yeah. And he's like, so are you, Paul? He's like, no, I'm not. I'm a silver fox. And she's like, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the banter between those three. Yeah. As as a threesome, they work as, like we said earlier, three distinct characters yeah. that would, in that position, have a reasonable, quite funny banter. Exactly. I feel to be a, to be a, a therapist, you have to have some level of self-awareness. And, oh, yeah. Probably helps to have a sense of humour just to get through the day. Yeah, you need to lighten the mood after every session. Gabby has to, and I think Paul joins in as well. Has to give Jimmy some affirmations. You're the mama, <laughs> not Liz. You're the mama. Jimmy has set up a meeting with Sean and Brian and Grace's husband and his lawyers. Yes, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, you want to say what they do? Well, don't they pretend that Jimmy essentially gets a con- got a concussion? Yeah, and doesn't know where he is. He's like. Well, you know, if this goes to court, they saw your client attack a yeah. well attack a well respected therapist, yes. and there are thirty eyewitnesses. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy pretends to suffer from headaches. It's like, oh, the bright lights. Where are we? <laughs> he keeps forgetting where we are, and they get out of the uh, office, and Brian celebrates very out loud. He's like, "I love threatening bullies. That guy's a bully, right?" <laughs> yeah. And then this is when we find out Brian's actually a state attorney. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's uh to do with you know. Wills and houses and stuff. Yeah. Nothing to do with like uh, GBH and anything like that. And we also find out Brian's catchphrase. Everything goes, goes my way. way. Yeah. <laughs> Which, as much as I love him as a character, if I was having a bad day and that bullshit got trotted out in front of me, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Brian. Well, well, there's something about that later. Yeah. Jimmy leaves and he doesn't accept uh, Brian's invitation to play pickleball. Yes. Brian's still like, I'm still not sure what I've done wrong to yeah. Sean. Because even Sean's just like, what the hell? We get uh, the first kind of scene with Alice away from Jimmy or Liz. Yeah. She's with her friend, and she, her friend wants to go to Drinks Under the Bridge, which is exactly what it sounds like. Yes. <laughs> They're all trolls. Yeah. Uh, and then we find out Alice is having secret therapy with Paul. Yeah. <laughs> she says, oh, he wants to have dinner with me now. And he's like, what a dick. I know. <laughs> Again, Paul just like having good banter with everyone. Yeah, but it's like it's also kind of smart because like he knows what he's doing in the sense of like he's letting he's never disagreeing with her in terms of that thing, but he's also trying to like push them back together, but like in a more natural way, in that way like a therapist should have. Yeah, you make that decision, but I will. In fact, using jokes, using comedy as a. Like it, but like it, being sarcastic about it. Yeah, it, it destroys like uh, the defense barrier. Like it's like, oh, he's being joking with me. He's not trying to do. He's not trying to psychoanalyze me. Uh, Paul says Jimmy can't know about this because he'll want to hug him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is where we meet Jimmy's compulsive patient. Yes. Who like does weird things like hold her breath to the minute changes. Yeah. She's like, uh, if I don't do it, I'll die. So for your tie anyway, if you do it. Middle of the session, Brian bursts in. 
he's annoyed that Jimmy doesn't want to hang out. Uh, <laughs> he uh, says he'll pay for the session alone yeah. to the woman, but he's like just has a go at Jimmy and leaves. And on the way out, he purposely pushes over Jimmy's coat rack, which is a nice. <laughs> well, doesn't he like slam the door and then opens it again, throws it down, and slams the door the coat rack over yeah. here. Liz is doing rock tumbling, which I'm yes. not entirely sure what it is. Makes makes rock shiny or something. It's basically you can't, yeah, clean them up and like make them shiny. I don't get, I don't get it. Seems like a middle aged man hobby, but I may be wrong. I don't know. I've never really heard what it is. I don't know. We'll give you ten, fifteen years, and then <laughs> yeah. if you do it, then Derek interrupts Liz, saying that soon he's going to be retiring. Yes, she looks unhappy about. It. Gabby shows up and says, "Oh uh, yeah, I'm just delivering a basketball." Yes. Yeah. Alice and Jimmy are going to start playing again. Uh, but he's just, she's obviously just there to tell Liz off. <laughs> yeah, to back up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, where's the basketball? And Gabby's like, on the drive. <laughs> Does she have a basketball? Who knows? <laughs> uh, Gabby therapies Liz. <laughs> yeah. She gets all defensive. Be like, yeah, you just need to be a mum. Yeah. Like, I know what you lot think of me. Uh, I had your conversations. Yeah. With Tia. Yeah. They walk away from each other. Paul and Jimmy have a chat. And uh, <laughs> Paul says, you know who the most important person in your life is right now? And Jimmy goes, you? Like, no, you shithead, your daughter. I'm second. <laughs> the I'm second is such a like, yeah. You know, first, I do that to my best mate. Like, he's married and now who's the most important person in your life? He's like, no, it's your wife. I am second. <laughs> you remember Your daughter that. is third. She's only the Johnny come lately over here. Yeah. <laughs> How long we've been friends? How long you known her? Yeah. <laughs> like, let's do the math here. Come on. Come on. Like three times as long. Come yeah. on. <laughs> like you love me more than your own daughter, right? Like, no. Wrong answer. Jimmy says he appreciates Paul and tries to hug him. And Paul's like, nope. We see Sean's like family set up now. And he's got a little brother who's playing video games with yeah. him. And his parents kick him out. Yes. For another. And they say they warn him if he has another outburst, they'll kick him out. I'm like, well, I've also already, you know, had a lawyer mediate this, and he says I'm right. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. He just kind of goes, goes and says, fine, fuck you. Well, I think it's that thing of, like, feeling abandoned. It's like, well, if they're giving up on me, yeah, I'll just give up on them and leave. It's a, it's a classic thing with people who feel abandoned, is it? Push back. Yeah. Alice bails on Liz and Taco Tuesday. Yeah, and Liz is dinner. very upset. Yeah, she wants to have dinner with Jimmy, so she brings him, like, chicken sandwiches. Yeah. We see Jimmy before... Uh, it cuts to Jimmy after, but it's obviously while this is going on, I think. Yeah. He's drinking whiskey out of a Santa mug, as Brian suggested he might do. Yes. But then he decides to go play pickleball with Brian. Yeah, he makes up his mind. Uh, this is just as Alice comes in with their chicken sandwiches, yeah. and he's like, is that for me? And she's like, oh, no, it's for me and Liz. <laughs> like, I think she's at fault there. Yeah. Because you know... Okay, I get it. She's like, oh, he wants to... Maybe letting him go play a sport with his friend is yeah. a good thing. But she should be honest. Like, how long is it going to take to eat a chicken sandwich? Exactly. Quarter of an hour? And also, he said, I will have dinner with you right now if that's what you want. And then she blames him the yeah. next day. Which is... No, because no, she goes around pulling that pool's that Oh, that night, night sorry. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, he wants to, like, she's going to play pickleball. What's pickleball? Oh, the fastest growing sport in America. Yeah, that's a repeated line from a few people. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't heard of it till this, and apparently it is a thing. I've known about it before. So he says when he sees the sandwich so this is Jimmy sorry when it says when he sees the sandwiches he was gonna he got really excited for a second yeah. thinking they were for him and she kind of pulls the rug out from under him and she gets the text about going to the drinks under the bridge and you think she's gonna go but she doesn't like yeah. you said she goes to see Paul instead well that's it because like he goes oh, she goes oh he didn't want to have dinner with me and Paul goes did you explicitly say that and she goes no he should have just been able to tell 
Yeah, that's a classic teenager thing, isn't it? Like, you should just know. Everyone yeah. should know what I'm thinking all the time. Exactly. Jimmy is enjoying playing pickleball with Brian. Yeah. Uh, Brian says, are you ever going to speak to me for real? And Jimmy's like, not tonight. And Brian Storms snaps. Off, yeah. And he's like, well, you ghosted me for a year. And he's like, I'm, I'm with Jimmy on this one. You've, you've, you've done the first hurdle. Yeah. It's the first small hurdle. You build back up to this. Yeah. yeah. He's pushing him. Yeah, but at the same time, I can get it. Like, your best friend is disconnects from you from a year with, like, no reasoning. Uh, although the reasoning he gives, I think, is also a little sound. No, it's, his reasoning is valid, but you, when you're on that receiving end, yeah. and you don't know what's happened. Because you just, like, one day, like, you're friends together, and you want to help your grieving friend, and then he just abandons you. Yeah. It's kind of, like, heartbreaking. I think, yeah. It's difficult with grief, isn't it? I think yeah. a lot of people... If you, I don't really want to use specific examples because there are some I know, but yeah, yeah, it's personal to people. Exactly. But people do abandon people when their their grief is so strong that it's kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, but it's the other way with this. Yeah. He's gone the other way. Jimmy's the one who's walked away. Yeah. Uh, and the reasoning he gives is like, "You won't let me be miserable. You're yeah. happy all the time." Yeah. He said, "You, I knew you to hit rock bottom, and you wouldn't do that. It's a, it's impossible to be around someone who says everything goes my way." To which Brian says the funniest joke in these three episodes, where he just goes, sincerely, I didn't say everything goes your way. That is a risky joke. But it, it pays off. off. I think there's a riskier joke in the next one. We'll, we'll get to oh, it yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah. It's right at the end of the third episode. Uh, and I think that also pays off, obviously, oh, yeah, as yeah. well. Jimmy gets a message and we kind of cut to the house and Sean is going to start crashing at their house because he's got nowhere else to go. And Alice is pissed about that. Yeah. Reasonably. I mean, yeah, completely understandably. (laughs) Like the last time you saw this person, he was beating the crap out of someone. I mean, I love Jimmy and I know he's meant to be like his heart's in the right place, but he's also clearly fucking loaded. Just pay for a motel or something. Exactly. Like if you're that, that concerned, I don't know. I mean, therapists probably make a lot of money in America. Well, you've seen the house. The yeah. house is massive. They've yeah. got a pool house, which is where he puts Sean. Exactly. What do you think of episode two? Love it. Yeah, love, so love, good, Love right? it. I think introducing Brian in the second episode, fully as a character, not to say person they're running away from, adds so much so quickly. Yeah, and I think we now see the, the storytelling process here is that they're going to start like drip-feeding the past to you. Yeah. Whilst maintaining his kind of Jimmy's grief cycle you know yeah. they're gonna uh, drip feed you bits of the past so you can build the story that way yeah uh, we'll jump to episode 3 F- it's 15 minutes it's not 15 minutes long <laughs> <laughs> no it's double that no 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 it's half an hour <laughs> uh, so the first one is 45 these two are half hour I think they're pretty much all half hour 35 yeah, yeah. minutes they're, they're in that ballpark after the first one benefits of being on a streaming service I guess yeah I found that with um, all the Star Wars series there's some episodes that are like 25 minutes and some that are like 55 yeah. of the same series. It's like, wow, what is yeah. going on here? Well, currently we're not supporting streaming <laughs> services. Yeah, uh, the actor straight literally started that last week at the time of recording, so... I don't feel I've read enough yet to, to actually comment on it, but it sounds like uh, oh, I, the actors have some points. <laughs> I've been reading up about it. It's insane. Like, well, isn't there something about they wanted to... like? render an actor's body then use AI to make them act and then um, only pay them yeah. for the render yeah paid them $800 for the render and they had the license to use that however they want with no residuals uh, that's insane and it came out like Kimiko Green from Origins of New Black she was like pretty much in like most of the episodes only gets given $27 residual 
for each for this whole episode monthly. Really? Yeah. Jesus. So yeah, there's a lot going on. Basically, streaming services have cannibalized how actors get paid, and what well, they've cannibalized the industry as a whole anyway. But yeah, so it's not. Yeah, basically, pay your actors and your writers better. Hollywood's come on, and it's not just Hollywood, just fucking everyone. Yeah. Although, by the sounds of it, there hasn't there any British actors been included in this. No, there are working e- British actors in Britain. Equi- no, because they're they're under Equity. Equity's oh, it's the American one. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so SAG is the American one, Equity is the UK one. Yeah, yeah. So, actually, at the time of recording, House of the Dragon Season 2, because they're all Equity, that's still being filmed. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, but apparently Equity has spoken to SAG about that, and SAG basically said, well, you're not... We're not the same thing. Yeah, we're not the same thing, so you it doesn't interfere with us. Okay. You, you're str- It's not going to affect us. So, so the production of Doctor Who is continuing? That... That actually hasn't been confirmed or because they're in there with Disney, aren't they, as well now? Like co-production and it's just distribution. Oh, okay, um, I think yeah. Because they apparently Disney are giving them buck. Oh yeah. <laughs> to well, let's see what Doctor Who can produce with a, a bigger budget. I am excited for it. <laughs> and uh, probably go back to episode three of Shrinking. <laughs> yes. One of Jimmy's patients is like on a date. So this is a guy who's like, I don't like these superficial women, but yeah. then when he's on a date. He is the one being superficial. Yeah, bragging about made-up stuff. Yeah. And when she goes to the toilet, I thought she was going to bail, actually, the first time I watched this, but she doesn't. She does come back. But before she comes back, Jimmy interrupts, and he's like, I've been watching you. And he calls, his name's Alan, he's like, calls him on his bullshit. You're a liar. He's like, what the fuck are you doing here? (laughs) But he's like, you need to be honest. You need to be vulnerable. And he's like, he obviously tells him to fuck off. Yeah. Alice and Sean are back in the house, and they have an argument in the kitchen about... Uh, a plant that Paul's thrown out because he cleans up because you know so he's like oh old well, military habits when you've got yeah. nothing to do you tidy yeah yeah he's like the plant like the plant was there's like I just got it it's like you don't take good care of it well no, it's not even that it's the plant it's just she's just like it's not your shit yeah, don't yeah. throw it out so she texts Paul about having like a imminent little session of theirs so yeah. they never have them at the office sorry yeah, to yeah. the kind of preferences they do it away presumably so Jimmy doesn't catch them exactly because he still doesn't know about it Sean goes to get Alice's plant out of the bin and he gets uh, accosted by yeah. a racist old lady. By Pam, yeah. Pam the racist, yeah. Liz does come to back him up, though. Yeah. Though she's still not, she's not clearly not keen on it. Obviously, yeah. Alice has told her. <laughs> Alice, what I thought was really funny here, she's clearly being a bit racist, like questioning why this black man's yeah. around. And Liz is like, he's a friend of the family. And then uh, the, <laughs> Alice says from the porch, I don't agree with him staying, but I do agree that Pam's a racist. Yes. <laughs> it's like we don't like Pam <laughs> there's a really funny moment where Derek's pulling off the drive in his yeah. car he's like hi Pam and Liz goes no Derek we don't like Pam and he goes eat a dig Pam yeah <laughs> so <laughs> good he's just so happy to be like yeah okay fine fuck you <laughs> like, he, like he just doesn't care and I love it <laughs> Jimmy and Brian go on a hike and I don't know I can't remember exactly what it's called but me and my wife, Katie, we've been on a hike around the Hollywood Hills and it looks like that area. Oh, nice. And that's the area they tell you to look out for people in like big sunglasses and hoods because they're all celebrities. Oh, okay. Because it's a really popular hiking spot. Yeah. really beautiful and you can see the Hollywood Hills and stuff. Oh, I imagine so. But yeah. I think it's around there. It looks like yeah. a very similar place. I'll have to try and remember what it's called. Uh, Jimmy and Brian, you know, they say they miss each other. They see Grace's husband with uh, someone with a hood pulled up. And yes. Uh, they say they miss each other and Jimmy says he misses straight Brian, Brian yeah. <laughs> who used to say stuff like isn't the vulva beautiful yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, but is it <laughs> it's, not, it's not the main part yeah. 
Paul sees his Parkinson's doctor, who he's very flirty with. Yes. He explains his process for grief, which is he allows himself 15 minutes when he fe- when he feels the need to grieve. Yeah. Puts on sad music and has a timer for 15 yeah. minutes. And, and that's it. it off. Yeah. We get Gabby in the morning with her husband. Yes. And <laughs> he she offers him a lift to work and he says, I can't deal with your music this morning. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, oh, that's all right. Oh, okay. He's like seconds later, you yeah. find out why. She sings so loudly and listens to like super cheesy pop. <laughs> this Apparently this song is called Absolutely, bracket story of a girl by a band called Nine Days. I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> but she wanted to call the car Barack. Barack. She lists off all the names, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah. And with Debbie, she, just, she drops yes. on, doesn't it? And as oh, it's her new Tesla, that's yes. what she's driving. And actually as she's driving down the road, someone beeps her and she's like, new Tesla, Hello. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> This is pretty um, much every Tesla driver. Yeah. Uh, she parks up and Paul crashes right into her yes. back. And he's like, I did the physical. I'm fine. No, yeah. the driving test. I'm fine. Alice meets with Paul uh, and he tells her about his Parkinson's. Yeah. And they discuss like kind of the grief that comes with maybe a bit getting ill as well, yeah. not just losing someone. And there's a quite a nice quote here, which is, grief is a crafty little fucker. It sneaks up on you. Yeah. Paul's, as you said, Paul before this does say he's passed the driving test to, yeah. for Parkinson's, so he should still be fine. Gabby, because of Paul rear-ending her, yeah. has to take her car to the shop. She texts Jimmy for a lift and then texts him again saying, oh, don't worry about it, I've got someone else to pick me up. Yeah. But he's already there. And he sees Gabby kissing someone who's not his uh, husband. Yes. And he obviously is like, what the fuck? <laughs> we jump to Sean getting knocked out in a boxing ring. Yeah, but he's still training. But he's still doing it, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so dur- during the scene with Paul and Alice, Paul actually does explain what the grief method, his 15-minute grief method, and recommends it to her. Yeah, so pick your saddest song and listen to sad music for 15 minutes. Yeah. What, what would be your grief song? Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like I've ever... I don't really listen to sad music, yeah. which is kind of... I mean, I'm a fucking Blink-182 fan. Everything's <laughs> fucking bouncy and happy. And in fact, I had this conversation at the weekend with my friends and my wife. They were all little emo kids. Yeah. And I wasn't. Never ah. really liked emo music. I was always... Newfound Glory, Blink-182, Sum 41, all the bouncy skate punk, yeah, yeah. pop punk, and someone also had the temerity to tell me the used wasn't emo. The used are so emo. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said, I never really listened to it. It wasn't my thing. Uh, through time, I've picked up maybe six or seven emo songs. That I'm yeah. like, oh, that's a good song. And that's kind of it. I'm not being yeah. on it. It's not my, my thing at all. Yeah. I like happy music. <laughs> So I'm just not sure on that one. What about you? Would it be hurt? No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, my version just on repeat. <laughs> no, I think it would be Iowa by Slipknot because it's it's 15 minutes, so that I know it's cut off. <laughs> wow, doesn't it? Don't even need a timer. Exactly. Liz comes over to apologise to Jimmy, saying she'll butt out. Jimmy's like, I do not believe you. Yeah, he he calls her bluff like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> what I like is like say swear on your son's life but not Connor he's the best one <laughs> and she's like damn it <laughs> uh, yeah she's like I'll tell you what my friend did if you uh, if you, you turn, turn around, around right now and she could turn half she does like a spin on the spot she does a full 360 but yeah and then keeps walking away yeah. it's like yeah you keep walking away Liz <laughs> she's so nosy Paul meets his doctor again because he's now worried about the crash yeah flirts with her some more doesn't he get it like an emergency and she's in the middle of a drinks date and he's like, you couldn't have liked him that much if you yeah, exactly. me. <laughs> it reminds me of um, Bored to Death with Ted Danson and his doctor. Yeah, yeah, it does actually. Yeah, that's a good, good call. I wonder if there was any 
inspiration there? <laughs> <laughs> just or, old men and dead doctors. Or is it just um, Harrison Ford is still handsome? You're like, well, he's got to have someone fall for him, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> I watched Indiana Jones. Uh, Brian and Gabby, Brian, Gabby and Jimmy go to play Cornhole. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Gabby tells Brian that every time you get it in, you have to shout Cornhole. I literally had played Cornhole today at my workplace. Is it good? Yeah, I literally just had TikTok there as a, as a hello, welcome thing. So, yeah, we played Cornhole. I won prizes. It looks like, to me, it looks like something I'd play at sc- you'd play at school. It's just a fun, like, drinking game. Yeah. Like, so you just have, like, a beer or whatever. Like, you're not playing to drink. It's just, like, something you're doing while drinking. Okay. Jimmy tries to confront Gabby. And as they're having a very serious conversation, Brian loudly shouts Cornhole in the background. <laughs> and she's like, I told him that. <laughs> Uh, but Gabby tells Jimmy that her and Nico that's her husband are getting a divorce yes <laughs> she's like oh this isn't sad you should be happy for me he's like I'm not sad this is resting dead wife face yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's such a good line <laughs> I, I think that's what I think it's like showing that like he's coming back to like normality and like some of the others around him have been doing using yeah. humour yeah, it's, well. it's gallows humour you make yeah. fun of dark periods of like your life uh, Jimmy comes home to find Alice doing the 15 minute technique yeah and her alarm goes off and she just stops and he walks in he's like you okay he's like yeah. yep fine yeah <laughs> Jimmy burns himself on oven pizza yeah, he, which is something we've all fucking done he pulled pulled it straight out of the thing is he did have like a pizza tray or whatever he just grabbed it from the bottom yeah. and then he really starts trying to eat it no so the first bit is moronic but we've all done the bit where we try to eat it when it's too hot <laughs> oh yeah 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 uh, that, this is a, a specific shout out to my wife who will not let anything cool down ever. <laughs> I, if I make dinner, I walk in and go, two minutes, leave it for two minutes. But I'm hungry now. <laughs> yeah. I come in and she's like, my mouth burnt. I'm like, yeah, of course it is. It's just like a daily occurrence now. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Alice comes in and says, can I have some pizza? I actually, Alice joins joins in for the dangerous pizza. Yes, the super hot pizza. And I was like, just coming back from Italy, I, I, miss, I miss Italian pizza already. Oh, mate, I've, I've been in uh, America recently. Their pizza's awesome too. I don't know Italy's the home of pizza, but yeah. my God. Yeah. Okay, but New York pizza or Chicago pizza? Uh, I was on the West Coast, so oh, uh, neither. <laughs> but they t- theirs is a more like New York pizza than it is Chicago. Fair, yeah. Yeah. Well, Chicago only do Chicago pizza. Chicago's the only place that does that big deep dish pizza. With the cheese under the sauce, which just, it just sounds weird to me. Yeah. Sean and Jimmy arrive at the office. <laughs> and Jimmy takes his bike off the back of the jeep and says, yes. "Sean tells obviously Sean's going to drive it." And he's like, "I just need to, uh, you know, work out." And he's like, "Sean's like, yep." And he's like, "You can't just tell me I look good, can you?" Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Paul has an amazing thing. <laughs> he goes to pretend to run Jimmy over. Yeah. And then swerves. He's like, "I passed my driving test again." And he's like, "Oh, good. I just shit my pants." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimmy and Grace have another Zoom session. I will, I will write at this moment I wrote Grace is back with her husband yeah there's something about it isn't there yeah uh, she says she's no longer people pleasing yeah she's uh, faffing around that point exactly Gabby invites Jimmy to her divorce party and uh, she says <laughs> I'm going to invite Brian what kind of get- gay man would Brian be if he can't come out two nights in a row yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I have some gay friends and all of them are more than capable of smashing it two nights in a row in fact I went on a stag do November last year, uh, a gay friend of mine, Harry, he got the most smashed on the first night, didn't refuse to get out of bed for the activity the next morning. We come back from the activity and he's already on it again. (laughs) 
Cows also me in Italy this weekend. <laughs> yeah, you smashed it, did you? Yeah, and I'm I'm the gayest, well, I'm the only gay one in the group. So I thought you were gonna say the only gay in the village. Then I thought we were gonna <laughs> go all Little Britain on it. <laughs> <laughs> did I tell you I used to quote that as a child? And my mum was very because I watched Little Britain as a child because my mum's boyfriend at the time, like my mum was not happy about that. And yeah, as a seven, eight year old boy, I would walk around saying that. And she's like, "You have no idea what that means, do you?" <laughs> And look how it turned out. Look at the, I was actually right. <laughs> Alice and her friend are having uh, her friend Summer, I think. Yes. tries to they're having a little chat on the, the in the garden. Yeah. and as Sean comes out, she's like, "Oh, hey, Sean." He's, she's like, "Oh, really?" And she tries to flirt. Summer tries to flirt with Sean. He just looks at her and goes, "Nope." Yeah, and just walks off. Well done, Sean, because she's like seventeen. Or yes, whatever. exactly. Jimmy. Talks to Paul saying uh, maybe he should like confront Gabby about having a divorce party. And Paul says, "You don't know how she's grieving. Like you don't know how you're grieving." He's like, "Hey, I'm grieving." He's like, "You're not grieving. You're just like avoiding." Like I say, Paul also says to Jimmy, "Divorce is always hardest on the co-workers," <laughs> which is a great line. He's <laughs> like, "Why can't you just fucking mind your own business?" Exactly. <laughs> Paul then tells Jimmy about the grieving technique, and I was like, "How does he not instantly put two and two together?" Exactly. That uh, you know, Alice has been clearly been doing that. And this is one of my favourite scenes so far. Jimmy cycling home, crying, listening to sad music, saying "fuck you, Phoebe Bridges." Yeah. <laughs> and then, what he's like blinded by his own tears, he crashes into an open car door, and like he's cr- still crying. She goes, "How are you crying already?" Your face like, "No, I was crying already." <laughs> did you see who the person was who did it? Who was it? Was it? Pam? I was yeah from earlier. I was just so focused on the fact that he was crying. I was like, all, I was like laughing. Just put out the hardest I laughed the entire time. Pam, the racist. Yeah. Um, Sean sees uh, Liz kind of overparenting Alice, yeah. and he asks her about it, and they have a bit of a uh, a bit of a laugh about it. And she's yeah. like, uh, Alice makes up that she did really like ace a history test. Yeah. And uh, we find out later that. There was no history. There was no history test, and Liz buys her a pizza for it. Yeah, <laughs> but Liz is just such a mum that she's like, I, yeah, I used history test. Okay, here, have yeah, a pizza exactly. Pizza. And this is this is the line I was saying earlier that I think is riskier than the one in the last film, which is they start to get on a bit, Alice and Sean, and yeah. then she's like, okay, you know, I'm going to lighten up. Just try not to throw any more plants away, and he says, honestly, that plant was deader than your, your mum. Yeah, so risky, <laughs> but it gets a laugh. Like, is that just a theme of this show? Like, risky joke, it plays off. <laughs> In all fairness, I, last year, like, someone went for a loss and I was out with um, a friend of theirs, well, his wife, and I made a risky joke to her about the ooh, situation. Ooh. And I've never seen her laugh so much. Oh, you're lucky. You're lucky. L- like, the thing is, it slips out, and it was like a, like, a moment of silence where we went, oh no. But then she burst out. I was like, "Thank God!" But I've, got, we... I've got a little story for you. Not quite about someone passing away, but about the kind of grief over a relationship. One of my best friends, and I was his best man at his wedding last year. So you know, it's all good. And I never told this story because this was banned. But I'm going to tell it now. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> make sure um, they don't listen to this episode. He was broken up with by his first girlfriend. Yeah, they'd been together like three years as well at this point. They were like eighteen. And she, her logic was, we're going to uni soon and we're probably not going to last anyway, so why bother? Jesus. Um, but we all went to the pub that night. Him and about, me, him and about six others, right? We sat around a, a circle and he's in a circular table and he's 
pouring out his little heart about this breakup. He's like, oh, I thought we'd at least give it a try. You know, da, 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 da. And my friend Connor, and Connor, if you're listening to this, you're the only person in the world who could get away with this joke because you're a lunatic. He looks, he puts his pint down, like slams it down on the table, looks my mate Reeve dead in the eye and goes, oh, get over it, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> the day he got dumped. <laughs> what what makes me so curious, I, like My girlfriend like years broke up with me. And I, I was thinking about my mates. Like, I'd known them like during the duration of the relationship. We bit, we're in the same group of friends. One I just went to Italy with, and my friend said, "Tim, I'm gonna be honest. I, I love you more now that you're single <laughs> because now we're all single, and it makes life so much easier for us." Yeah, uh, yeah. I suppose there is that, especially when you're young, like a group of friends. He yeah. said that to me that she two days after we broke up. I was like, "Motherfucker, I was in a relationship." He's like, "Yeah, and I always resented you for it." <laughs> Daniel, by the way, I hate you for what you did on Friday. I don't want to know what you did on Friday because this could be used in evidence. <laughs> As I said to him, I won't for right, I won't forgive you. I will forget, but I won't forgive you. <laughs> I'm mad at you, but I don't remember why. Exactly. Jimmy goes to see Gabby for this divorce party. And she divorce, divorce, <laughs> D, and she's like open the door, the press like. Divorce. She's in sweats. It's actually not because she feels bad. It's because she feels guilty about feeling happy about it. Yeah. Gabby says also she feels guilty because she misses. Tia and yeah. wishes that Jimmy had died instead. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "What?" That's harsh. She's like, "Yeah, but she was my person. She was my best friend." Exactly. And now we're seeing even more of their relationship, which could suggest that maybe there was some nepotism. Like maybe uh, Gabby had the job first, and Jimmy then either yeah. they could have met because they worked together, and she met Tia that for yeah. her, or you know, there's exactly. there's something there. There's some backstory we haven't got yet. Brian comes in holding balloons and wearing party hats before realizing the situation yeah. and like taking them all yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. But was the first like, goes like, yeah, do you even tell me what your dick looks like? I was like, you know what it looks like? <laughs> uh, yeah, she's like, it's Ben that way. He's like, no, the yeah, other way. <laughs> way correcting her. Uh, Liz bumps into Paul at like, what? Well, it's like a deli, but it's like a yeah, takeaway yeah. type thing. And she grasses that Sean's staying at yeah, the house. Yeah, exactly. And that she may have been, he may have been flirting with Alice. Yes. But uh, they were just being friendly. Exactly. Very flirty. Um, Liz puts her foot in it because obviously Paul has no idea. Yeah. Paul calls Jimmy to tear him a new one. But then Jimmy's obviously got some ammo now. He's like, you've been talking to my daughter. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, I've got to say one thing. Thank you. And, <laughs> and Paul doesn't look... Goes, <laughs> and just hangs up. Because <laughs> I think he's more annoyed that like Jimmy just like, defused, tried to defuse the situation. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy gets a text from Alan, who's the guy from the beginning on the yeah. date, saying it went really well. And it's a picture of him and the girl. Yeah. And Jimmy, Jimmy, that's as kind of as he's arriving home. So yeah. And he gets that text. And he's like, oh, he's very happy. And as they come in, oh, it's not pizza, sorry, it's cake. Cake, yes. Sean and Alice are eating cake from Liz for yeah. celebrating the the A on the history test that didn't happen. Exactly. And they all celebrate together with cake. Yeah. Which is very nice. They come in like a nice tight knit unit. Yeah. The three of them are a weird kind of yeah. non-nuclear family. Exactly. Uh, Cappy... We're in the in the morning now, and Gabby comes out in her car to find Paul just inside, sat in the passenger seat, <laughs> and he says he wants to go out on his own terms, like yeah. a fucking hero yeah, instead yeah. of driving. And Gabby's like, "You don't just sneak into a black woman's new Tesla." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jimmy leaves Paul several voice messages saying that his methods are working and that Paul is wrong. Yeah, and then he catches Gabby with her husband. Yes, and we cut there. Which I wrote in all caps. Called it. <laughs> Called it. Yeah. Well. I think what the f- I, this is so. This is the second time around I'm watching it. It isn't one of those ones that I repeat watching, but yeah. I, it has such an impact that I thought let's let's fucking cover this. This yeah. is a great great show, and I, I definitely called it 
at, on the first watch, but yeah. I think I might have even called it when you see the girl with the blonde... All you see, purple hood up, some blonde hair sticking yeah. out of it, and the glasses, and I'm like, that's got to be her, right? Yeah. Because the hair's quite a, like a bob, which yeah, is what exactly, her hair's like. Yeah. So what did you think? Three? Oh, I, lo- I love it. Three episodes in, I'm always being like, wow, there's, like, there's nothing wrong with this show. Everything is done just so flawlessly that, like, yeah, I, you can't like, pick out a fault with it or anything. It's just really well written, I think. I think a lot of it does just come down to the cast as well as the writing. Yeah, it's so the cast good, right? just bounce off each other so well. It's a tightly written script, but if you did not... If not, if even one person did not have the chemistry to make it work, because every character interacts with each other. Yes. So if this one character was at fault, the whole show could have crumbled. And it doesn't, does it? It Everything, doesn't. Um, everything's beautifully put together. Everything's beautifully written. I yeah. Mean, uh, Brett Goldstein and Bill Lawrence do a fantastic job with the casting, yes. with the writing, with the production. Everything is amazing about yes. it. Um, and it was one of those ones that a few people told me and my wife to watch, and we were like, oh, we'll get around to it, we'll get around to it. By the time we got around to it, it was all out. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. We had to resist like watching it all in a day. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's funny. It's heartwarming. The characters are realistic. They've got depth. Exactly. It's such a good show. Yeah, I mean, I even me, I, I thought that temptation to watch it was like, no, let me just watch these three episodes, and then once we start talking about it, I can go back to it. Yeah, it's one that I would definitely suggest you finish. Yeah, uh, like I finished Barry up to the point that it was out. Now I still need to watch series four, and I'm looking forward to it, but I haven't so got around to it yet. So good. <laughs> I'm a busy man too. Yeah. <laughs> Give me fucking movies to watch and shit. <laughs> but yes, I did extra credit for this. Oh yeah, because what did you do? I saw Harrison Ford just be so happy, just so happy in this. I was like. What's one thing that another role that he's always happy about? Always had a smile on his face. And I saw him do a video saying thank you for watching the new Indiana Jones movie with the biggest smile on his face. Like, I ain't seen Indiana Jones 5. I saw it. And what do you think? It's good. The ending almost brought me to tears. It's such a good movie. I'm going to have to go watch it. We need it. I nearly went and watched it this weekend. And we decided to stay on the sofa instead. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, it's fantastic. Second half is much better than the first half. It does have some faults. So it needs to warm up. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, you have flashbacks off with the de-aging of Harrison Ford, which looks weird. It really looks weird. Well, I will say this. The fact that any of it's good makes it better than the fourth one, so... I mean, I, I actually kind of like the fourth one, because I rewatched them all recently in the build-up to the fifth yeah. one. It holds up better on repeat viewings, I think. I've watched it twice, and I never liked it either time. I, I enjoy it. I mean, Shia LaBeouf is the only brown stain on that film for me oh he's awful he's awful he's not a good actor his best role was in even stevens <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely but yeah if it's still in cinemas by the time this episode comes out go and watch almost certainly won't be because there's like a month cinema release for everything now oh gosh yeah. yeah and the movie bombed because it goes out in two weeks i think yeah, yeah. And, right. then, and the movie bombed tim what are we doing in two weeks I'm so excited for this well i know what we're doing because we discussed it because yeah, it's our last 20th one, episode yeah. <laughs> We are watching the fucking Simpsons. Yes, we are. And uh, our reasoning behind picking the Simpsons for our next episode is is episode twenty. I've never, uh, I've never really done a podcast before, and you said you've done one that did like two episodes. Two yeah. episodes, yeah. Getting to twenty, I th- I'm pretty proud of us. Yeah, so That's, am I. You know, pushing half a year because we do these every every uh, two weeks, every other yeah. week. In fact, no, it's pushing a year. Sorry, should I say? Because it's every other week. Yeah, God. Twenty six will be a year. And we both decided we wanted to cover something that we both love, breaking the format. Yes. And we're going to do The Simpsons. So we both decided to pick 
two episodes. Yes. So the two episodes I picked were You Only Move Twice, one of the greatest episodes of anything ever, Hank Scorpio, The Legend, and Home of the Great. Yes. And I went with a slightly controversial episode, but I think it's one worth talking about. Homosphobia. Yep. And then probably one, not just one of the greatest parodies of all time, but the greatest Sideshow Bob episode of all time. Cape Fear. Yes. Great episode. I'm really looking forward to this. This is, uh, I think this is maybe something we'll do. It might, maybe every every 20 episodes we'll continue the, the path. But Absolutely. on some kind of round numbers, we'll, we'll always, we'll, we'll do some special ones that is yes. stuff that we both already love. Yes. Because again, like Simpsons, well, we'll go more into that. It's, both our childhoods. Yeah, I love The Simpsons. Incredibly quotable. Uh, we'll talk about it in the next episode, though. You say incredibly quotable. I think every episode we've done a Simpsons <laughs> reference. Yeah, basically. But that's it from... This is episode 19. Yeah. Not Shrinking of the Cult Classic Society. I'm Bobby Davis. You can find me on socials at uh, bdavies underscore creative. You can also follow the wrestling promotion, which I co-run with my pal David Francisco. Purpose Wrestling. Uh, at Purpose Wrestling on everything except Twitter which is at WrestlePurpose, because we couldn't get the handle. What about you, Tim? You can follow me on all social media, even threads, actually. Oh, me too, yeah. Follow us on threads. Yes. And, rest- and Purpose. I, um... We are, you know what, putting it out there now, I'm gonna st- we're going to do CC Society on threads. We'll do that. Nice. Instead of Twitter, we're not going to do Twitter, we're going to do threads. Yes. And you can follow me at the Tim Martini on all social media, and Timothy Martini on Spotify. Remember, Stabbed in the Dark. Please check it out, because again, Super proud of this one. Literally, when me and my producer were doing the final mix together, even he was like, oh shit. Nice. nice. So, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Super proud of it. I'm not even going to get an early listen. I'm going to have to wait till it comes out as well. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you can follow the podcast on CC Society Pod, which is on Instagram now, and that will be the same on Twi- on Threads, sorry. And on TikTok. And yeah, Tim, Tim runs the TikTok. He's uh, produced some nice little videos. Yes, and obviously you, your video with the Blink-182 gig. Yes, yeah, we'll talk about that more next time because we've got a weird order of doing things. But yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. I went and saw Blink and it was awesome. And if you want to send us an email, we are ccsocietypod at gmail.com. Yeah, that's it, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.